right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 139 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, I hope you enjoy this show. Please, whatever platform you are using, if there is an ability to rate the show or leave a feedback on the show, please do so. Four star, five star, whatever you want to leave. Leave some comments about the show. It is the way the algorithm... uh, boosts the show so when people search for a weight loss podcast it will raise the recommendation level of the ranting weight watcher and most of all how you can help this podcast succeed the most is if you know anyone that may be in the same position we are in where we're trying to live a healthy lifestyle pass it on let them know tell them about the ranting weight watcher if this podcast has helped you in any way please consider helping me by spreading the name of the ranting weight watcher podcast now let's not waste any time let's get into this journey updates i am up this week 1.6 pound gain for the month of may Since that was the first weigh-in, it's 1.6 pounds up for the month so far. Total pounds lost since January 2019 is 159.2 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 175-pound milestone is 15.8 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 200-pound milestone is 40.8 pounds. For the consistency challenge that I have been doing for the final week, we ended in a failure. Now to review the entire 24 weeks of the process. If this is your first time here, I set a consistency challenge goal for myself. I wanted to make number one, I wanted to make five days a week working out consistent because before this, it was three to four days a week. So my goal in in this consistency challenge was number one, make it five days consistently. And then number two, have three of those days be outdoor walks and the other two be Leslie Sansone workouts. Now we did this over six months time, which is about 24 weeks. In the 24 weeks, six of those weeks, I did not, meet the requirements. So now whether that was, I got five workouts, but I didn't get the two Leslie Sansone. It was all walks or whatever the case may be. 
if I didn't meet it exactly, that week would be labeled a fail. A lot of the times I still got the five walks. There was no Leslie Sansone. Hey, listen, sometimes I, I'd rather be outside and that's all there is to it. The whole reason I tracked all of this for you was more so, so you can learn what it takes to build consistency in something. And to realize that fail doesn't mean something bad. It just means you didn't meet the requirement. So out of those 24 weeks, I met the requirement 18 times. That's all. That's it, man. That, that, hey, look, I consider all this, this entire thing an experiment. And as you see now, the five workouts a week just happen. And now we have relaxed a little bit and it's not so... Oh, you got to get your two Leslie Sandstone workouts in. Right now, I'm going to be pursuing something else called Lift 4. Before I do any of this, I want to get a DEXA scan because I want a baseline. I want to know what my body composition was to start. I do not want to go into this blindly. I may put off starting Lift 4 until I can get a DEXA scan scheduled. So for week four of my transition to a lower carb lifestyle using macros to guide my steps, the week four average for calorie intake was 2,333 calories per day. Our goal is 2,300 calories per day. So not bad at all. That's, that's looking really good. Week four protein average was 236 grams per day. And the protein goal is 229 grams per day. Like I've said to you before, if you're going to be up on any one of these macros, make it be protein. Week four carb average is 229 grams per day. The goal for carbs is 144 grams per day. Week four fat average is 65 grams per day. The goal for fat is 90 grams per day. So I was thinking about this and kind of reflecting back on phase one. We're about halfway through phase one right now. The only hard week I had was week one. The other three weeks since, it has felt more and more like a routine. I barely think about it anymore. Now it's just about doing the same thing every day, right? Because I eat so regimented, the foods are easy to track. It's just about editing the weight when I actually put it on the scale before I eat it. So I, I just put, I bought a, a scale to put it in my desk for work. And I just, I put the apple on top of it, weigh it, and then I change it because it's, it's copied in there from the day before. So those numbers are not going to be completely accurate until I edit them. And once those numbers are all edited and they're tracked, so for apple, for for banana, whatever the case may be that needs to be weighed, once those are in, now it's just about how many ounces of dinner can I eat and be within the calorie goal and the protein goal. And it's just about playing with ounces because I, I eat the same dinner 
on a weekly basis. So every Wednesday night, it's the same dinner. Every Thursday night, it's the same dinner. So it's just about how much pork tenderloin did you eat last week and how much is it going to be this week so that you stay within the numbers that you want to stay with. So it's going to be 10 ounces or it's going to be 11 ounces and then you keep going up and you mess with it and then all of a sudden the numbers are all clicking and um, nothing to worry about. All in all, what I thought it was going to be to do a switch to macros or pay attention to macros, how complex I had it in my head, it is nowhere near as complex as I thought it would be. And I'm kind of happy about that. So since I did so well with the drop in carbs initially, I was thinking about for phase two, which is going to be four weeks from now, week nine starts phase two. And my carb goal, since right now I'm averaging around 230, anywhere between 200 and 250 grams per day. If the end goal is to be 144, I want to make it so that the next phase, I am averaging under 200. So 199 grams per day, that's going to be the goal for phase two. Carb goal is going to be get it to 199 on average. If I could do that, then we'll say phase three is when we were going to really shoot for the 144. Or if I feel like that's too much, maybe we'll break it down and we'll make it a three and a four, a phase three and a phase four. Doesn't seem so difficult. It's more difficult to explain it to you, I think, than it is to do it. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's all been working out pretty well. I got to say that I'm really happy with it. Man, it has been a crazy week. I'm going to go back in time a little bit here. But if you've been with me and you know this already, please just bear with me a second. In December, the temperature dropped in Florida, as it it usually does that time of year. And when it does my skin tends to dry up really badly. This time, I guess pretty much any time that the temperature has dropped and my skin has dried up, I have had a problem with scratching, itching. My whole body feels itchy. This time, when I did it, it was really, really bad. And it started on my leg. And so on my right leg, from the knee down, it would be so extremely itchy, I'd be scratching like crazy. And then all of a sudden, one day, I started to break the skin. In the process, these fluid-filled bubbles would form where I would break the skin. Rather than bleeding, these bubbles would form. Eventually, the bubbles would pop leaving like a patch of raw skin where that bubble was. And that when once it popped, that patch of skin would be so, it would be incredibly more itchy. And I would go crazy to try and fight myself 
to scratch it. A lot of times I would lose this battle, causing more bubbles to show up. Then those bubbles would in turn pop, become part of the same wound. It was, it would like, it would be like the wound was growing. And now here we are. It's May. A few weeks back, everything was looking up. I was on my second dermatologist. And it looked like we had the right recipe to really fix what was going on. And things were on the mend. And then it was like out of nowhere, I had a bubble form right on top of a wound that just finished healing. So in the spot where there was brand new skin, a bubble formed right over the top of it, the exact same shape. So at this point, the doctor, I had been back to her so many times, and she said, if you ever get a bubble, I want you to get to my office immediately. And I want to see if we can collect the fluid and get a culture done. I said, okay, fine. So that bubble showed up right on top of the wound. I called the doctor. They told me to come in. So I go, to, I go in, and they, she's able to collect the fluid. But she told me at the time that she could not do a biopsy because it needed to be a new wound in order to collect a biopsy. I said, okay, fine. So... She sent that fluid into a lab for culture. Everything came up negative. There was nothing wrong. This kind of aggravated me. Because here I am still dealing with this in May. And meanwhile, I'm walking around with open wounds on my leg. Every time I put a bandage on it, the adhesive on the bandage bubbles form where the adhesive touches. It's like every bit of my skin just doesn't like any foreign substance touching it. If I could, if there was a way for me to describe to you. So I buy these bandages. These bandages have adhesive that causes even more bubbles to form, even though I'm not scratching to cause the bubbles. And then those bubbles pop and become part of a bigger wound. I'm up to a four in, a four by four inch bandage. And those are now starting to get too small to cover the areas. On my leg, there are three wounds right now. And thank God they're not infected. Thank God. Because if they became infected, that would be a whole nother problem. Now, you're probably all sitting here saying, well, this is not weight loss related, Don. I get it. I get it. But hey, look, I'm on a healthy weight loss journey, just like you are. And I deal with a bunch of crap in my life that affects my weight loss journey. 
and I could be like everyone that has succeeded before me and I could pretend you never go through hard shit. And I could just tell you all of the right things to do and never present when things look like crap. Or I can just report when things are crappy so you can see that it's not all cupcakes and rainbows. That shit is going to hit the fan once in a while and you're going to have a bunch of stuff you have to deal with. Whether or not you're prepared to, whether or not you want to, whether or not you're able to, you're going to have to deal with it. So this is my story. Everything was on the mend. Everything was looking great. And then all of a sudden, it started to turn. One at a time, all three wounds on my leg reopened when they were almost completely healed. Every single one of them. This made me insane. Insanely angry. I was so pissed. I'm doing everything I'm told to do. And they start to get worse again. And not only now do I have these open wounds on my leg, now they're on my arms. And I have on my shoulder and one on my back. This has led me, I thought there were so many reasons for what was causing these wounds or what was causing these sores. And the biggest one, I thought it may have been because of the poor circulation in my leg and the wounds just weren't able to heal correctly. I also thought it was nutritional that when I was battling all this stuff with how my sugar was fluctuating, that maybe the sugar fluctuating had something to do with my leg not healing because I was trying to get my nutrition right in my life. It's so bad that it's on my scalp. I have open wounds on my scalp. I take a shower and just water hits these wounds and it's like everything, I burn everywhere. You know, you have an open cut and you wash it under the faucet and it feels like it's burning. I just take a shower on a daily basis and almost every part of my body has a wound somewhere that heal, that is that is burning to the touch of the water. And this might be a gross episode. I don't know what to what else to say. Listen, I tried to write an episode this week. I really tried. On Monday night, I decided to take things into my own hands and maybe take soak in a tub with Epsom salt. That I said, okay, let's try it. I ha- it's the one thing I haven't tried. Let's give it a shot. So we bought the Espen salt, put it in the tub, 
put some water in there, and I soaked. In the tub, as I soaked, the wounds became crazy. Oh my God, the itch was insane all over my body. Wherever there was a wound, it was itching. When I came out of the tub, it did not end. The itching was insane. And this was on Monday night. It's now Wednesday, the 10th. This was on Monday night. I was supposed to write this episode on Monday night. It did not stop. The itch did not stop. I went out of my mind. Last night, I sat here and I tried to write this episode going out of my mind with the itch. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one because regardless of what I think, the work is never done.
And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. We have so many things that can go wrong that throw everything off. And in our lives, we had turned to all of the wrong things to cope during these times. A lot of us turned to food because that's what comforted us when we were hurting at an earlier age is also what caused us to be in the position that we are all in. Stuff like that. But what happens when you have none of that anymore? What happens when you have the, enough discipline not to turn to food anymore? Things just build up and build up and build up. You got to have some sort of release. You got to have some method. And there are so many other ways to do an unhealthy version of coping. Literally, besides eating, I could take alcohol, I could take drugs, I could take on cigarettes, I could take all of those things. And those would be all unhealthy ways of coping with my problems. There are a million different ways to cope with your problems incorrectly. It could be a way for you to end up on a bunch of medication that's prescribed. That has a bunch of side effects. That they answer with additional medication to fix those side effects. That also has side effects. And then you're heading in circles with all of these other medical problems because of all of the additional medications because we haven't come up with a way of coping that doesn't involve some unhealthy way of dealing with it. If there was ever a moment where I could have turned to something that was unhealthy, it was this week. When I used to deal with, when I had to cope with something, obviously my turn to was food. And since that food is gone, when things really hit the fan, first of all, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for me to be emotionally moved. I am generally really good at shutting down any feeling I might have. And there's many of you who would think that's unhealthy, but it's what I do. By not allowing myself to feel anything, I have gotten this far. But there is the occasional instant that throws me so far off, like finding out the connection between gastric bypass 
and hypoglycemia. Maybe my coping started then. Who knows? Maybe this whole skin thing is a byproduct of even that. Who knows? On Tuesday, I had another follow-up appointment. I went to the doctor. She saw how the skin had reopened. So she was asking me all these questions, what has been going on and all this stuff. Because she's taking pictures of my leg every time I go. And she could see comparing it to the last time, my leg has definitely regressed. So I told her everything I had been happening and then all of a sudden it kind of just went crazy again. Some of these spots were brand new. They were not in the previous pictures. So with them being brand new wounds, she was able to take biopsies. And so she got three biopsies from three different locations. And we await now lab results to see is there anything going on And when I came home last night, I just, I didn't want to know anything anymore. I was so sick and tired of dealing with this skin issue. I feel like I'm fighting ghosts. Like, you know, you have enemies all around you. And they're all like poking you, tickling you, all these stuff's all around, but you can't see them. Right? So you feel something on your shoulder and you turn around and you start swinging. There's nothing there. And you feel something on your back and you turn around and you start swinging. There's nothing there. And the frustration on my drive home, my frustration level was through the roof. Just sick and tired of dealing with it. Sick and tired of feeling it. And just wanting it to be done with it. So last night, before I went to bed, because I'm convinced now that in my sleep I'm scratching, because she showed me a picture of my left arm from the last visit, because on my left arm there was one spot. And then she showed me what my left arm looked like yesterday. And she says, what happened here? And I didn't even know. Like it's, it's at an angle, it's at an awkward angle. And I guess I wouldn't see it unless I was standing in the mirror and turning sideways to look at it. I was like, I don't know. I don't even remember scratching that area. But I had scabs everywhere. And it's not like a rash. There's no scab unless I break the skin. 
It's so different than anything I've ever experienced. Last night, I was, I had my leg wrapped and I had bandages because all of the spots that she took a biopsy from now have a stitch holding it together. So I'm sitting here with everything covered, terrified that there's even bigger risk of infection now. I mean, a wound is a wound in reality. And I wasn't as scared before that as I was last night just because there was an area with a stitch on two, two spots on my leg, one spot on my arm. So I was doing everything to protect everything. Everything was wrapped everywhere. And I told myself, I, w- I, w- <laughs> I was so desperate for something. And I don't know if it was the power of the mind or what, but I decided to take Benadryl before going to bed. Now, the Benadryl made me drowsy enough to fall asleep. I don't know that it did anything for the itch. But I know it made me drowsy enough to fall asleep. I was extremely itchy when I woke up. But I had slept through the night. Didn't wake up at all. I got up, went through all the motions. In the morning, before I go downstairs and get ready to have breakfast, I generally have about 80 ounces of water sitting at my bedside that are waiting for the next day. And before I go downstairs, I try to finish the whole 80 ounces before I actually eat breakfast. I finished it this morning. And I may have, in the process of finishing the 80 ounces early, I may have discovered a remedy to calm the itchy feeling. When I went downstairs, I was extremely uncomfortable. Couldn't concentrate. When I finish the 80 ounces before I go downstairs, I go downstairs to eat breakfast at around 6.30. And the times when I finish the 80 ounces before going down, I go through the same ritual. And that ritual is to have a cup of stinging nettle tea. Now this came as a recommendation from Allison who was on episode, I want to say it was 103 or 123, something like that. But Allison, the cognitive behavioral therapist, when she was on the show, I mean, we, we contact, we, we speak regularly. And she had told me, and this was in regards to inflammation in my body, uh, knee pain, stuff like that. And she said that, you know, stinging nettle tea might help me. So I had bought it. And on the mornings when I would finish the 80 ounces, I would drink that. I had never drank that and been in this position to be so incredibly itchy that I was, I visibly could not pay attention to anything else except for being obsessed with the fact that I was itchy. 
I poured the cup of stinging nail tea, and I don't know if this, because stinging nail tea has many, many benefits. I mean, the list is endless of drinking stinging nettle tea, what it does for your body. It's so many different things. I was drinking, I was drinking it because of the, it's a natural anti-inflammatory. So whenever my knee would get inflamed, I would have pain and it would help me maintain uh, as close to pain-free as possible. But this morning, when I started to sip it, in probably about three or, two or three minutes after I finished the cup, I realized my entire body, the itching sensation I had been dealing with all morning, had calmed down. And I said, well, what's this? What's going on here? So then I started Google searching and they there are natural anti antihistamines in stinging nettle tea that help with allergies. And then I thought, what if all of this nonsense I've been dealing with is an allergy? What if it had nothing to do with the temperature dropping in December? What if it's been something I've been eating all this time that suddenly I have an allergic reaction to and I just don't know it yet? I still had time before I started work this morning. So I decided to pour myself a second cup. I drank the second cup before I started work. There wasn't much of a change after the first one. The first one, it was nice and calm. Everything, I felt relaxed for the first time since I woke up. And I just thought it was insane that I was feeling relaxed like this from this cup of tea that I didn't know would benefit me in any way for this. If, if it's this, I don't know. I, it could be the power of the mind, but it was just, it's just so coincidental that I finished the first cup and about two or three minutes later, my entire body feels calm. Where my entire body felt, I mean, you guys know what an itch feels like. Until you do it, until you scratch, you're going out of your mind. And when it's your entire body, you don't know what to scratch first. And part of the whole cycle is that by scratching, I'm only breaking the skin further, causing more of an issue. I drank the second cup. I don't know that I felt much different than after drinking the first cup. But drinking the first cup definitely calmed everything down. I started going through the motions of my day. And working. And I started to feel the sensation returning. So I said to myself, let's try it again. Let's drink more. 
I have this little teapot. It's an electric teapot. You just pour water in it, plug it in. It boils water in like, I don't know, two minutes or something like that. So I poured some water in it. I used to have it at my desk at work. I made a cup of stinging nettle tea again. So this would have been my third cup. And with the itch having returned to me, drinking that third cup made my body relax again. Again, this could be all in my mind. This is the reason why there are placebo tests when they test a drug. Because the power of the mind is a great thing. And me wanting so badly to have a solution, the tea could just be the power of the mind, right? But the body calmed down again. And I had minimal scratching. So now part of me wants to drink this consistently multiple times per day to see that if I could st- if I can never feel the itch if my body is so calm that I never feel like I, I can itch then I can heal and if I can heal I can get over everything and everything is just going to be done this whole experience led me to think about the ways that we cope and how we really need a new way to have a healthy coping mechanism to deal with life's problems. One that doesn't involve distraction, whether it's by smoking, drinking, popping a pill, eating food. A very healthy way of dealing with life. That is needed probably now more than ever. Enough. Stop just one second. You need to find your center. Because whatever you're thinking or doing right now, it isn't going to help. Maybe you really messed up this time. I get it. You're frustrated and pissed off. I get it. You're anxious, afraid, sad, depressed. I get it. You're stressed out, fed up, at your wit's end. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Again. I get it. But more than anything, right now, all you want is that release. You want that food that has always brought you such comfort. You want that drink that you know will take the edge off. You want that first pull of that cigarette, cigar, pipe, whatever it is you're smoking. Because you know it will give you the relaxation you need. You want those pills. The doctor gave them to you. It's okay. 
you know it's going to help. Did you think I wouldn't actually understand? There is not a soul walking the face of this earth that doesn't believe with all of their heart that they are carrying a burden that they think there's not a single other person that would ever understand it. Today, for you, that ends. You've carried this burden long enough. It's time to set it down. Whatever it is now, I need you to close your eyes. Take deep breaths with me. Completely fill your lungs and completely empty them. Slow. Breathe in. Breathe out. As you do this, I need you to think of everything that is stressing you out. Everything that's causing you anxiety, anger, fear. I need you to think of it all. And now, I'm sitting with you. My hands are out toward you. As you breathe, as you think of these things, put your hands in mine. Because when you are weak, I am strong. I want you to give these burdens to me. Let me carry them for you. Breathe in, breathe out. Imagine everything that has been bothering you in putting them in my hands right now. Give them all to me. When you are done thinking of everything that has caused you any kind of grief, any kind of stress, any kind of fear, any kind of anger, exhale and put it in my hands. I'm going to take this from you now. No need to worry about it anymore. Give it all to me. When you are ready, say it out loud. I give it all to you. I don't need it anymore. As of this moment, I declare that you are brand new. All of the things of your past, all of the failures, all of the shortcomings, everything that made you ever feel inadequate is gone. Everything they ever said about you, that you were useless, good for nothing, gone. Everything you ever thought about yourself, gone. Brand new. Your opinions of yourself, other people's opinions of you are not going to become your reality. Now, I want you to face the rest of the day. 
this new person that you are. Nothing that happened before today matters anymore. Everything is possible. Everything is at your fingertips. Everything is achievable by you.